are you going to write something that doesn't involve your body parts? You know what? Remind me to never show you anything again. And you're lucky I don't show you my Sally right now. You what? My Sally. My sugar bowl. Oh, yes. Good. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck movie you be watching? Um, Sugar Bowl. My Sugar Bowl. My Sally. That's, um, that's Best Man. No. That was Neil Long, right? No, that wasn't Neil Long. Hmm. So fool. You just picking shit out the hat now, ain't you? Holiday Heart. What the fuck? No, 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 What? Because no. you didn't even watch the whole damn movie. No. What have to? No. What, what does that have to do with anything? No. Nah, nah. Did you nah. watch the whole damn movie? Yeah, I watched. So you should have got the quote. Times. So you should have got With the quote. That movie, no, no. I don't. I don't understand. No. I don't understand what you're trying to say. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so you did not get that one. Whatever. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I wouldn't have got that one either. So. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. Um, wow. Damn. Welcome to episode 18. 18. Of, oh, my goodness. I'm, 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 we're going to stop counting, unless you want to keep on counting. Dese ocho, my friend. What he said. <laughs> um, of, oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's up? How y'all been? Uh, it's been a while now. No, you it's know, been, it's been two weeks. Life stuff. Rather, life actually, stuff. it's been two weeks and a few days because um somebody. Yeah. I ain't gonna name no names. It's only two of us in this room, but <laughs> it's, it's gonna be three. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. Yeah. Um. So, probably tell about this episode title. This is gonna be a free fall. It's gonna be some twenty-one questions, fifty cent type shit. Um. Because y'all been throwing questions our way. We've been collecting them. We've also been kind of grabbing shit from here and there. Um, figured it was a good way to start the new year, the first episode of the new year. Oh yeah, yeah, crazy, wow. right? That's brazy, yo. Twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty vision, yo. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna do that because <laughs> I don't need uh, glasses. Somebody do. <laughs> first of all, what you're not gonna do? <laughs> okay, good. Is completely. I, I gotta alienate. make a eye, I gotta make a eye appointment soon. Though. You do because your shit is fucked up. I'm seeing Mr. Fake Ass 20, exactly. Exactly. That's not good, right? It's not good. Mm. It's not good. The okay. hell? I'm just near side of motherfucker. I ain't got worms in my eyes. Oh, shit. Uh, what are you <laughs> loving on this week, baby? We're both loving on Baby, baby G. G. Baby G. What baby, G, what baby, baby G stands for? You got to let the audience know. Because they don't know what Baby G stands for. Baby gangster? Like, yeah, I mean, valid. What? Valid. Well, y'all should know if y'all following us on Instagram. Baby group. <laughs> if y'all following us on Instagram, whether you're following me, Drew, or our joint account, Baby G stands for Baby Gooden. Ooh. There's a whole human inside of me, y'all. There's a whole little human inside of me. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And she just started kicking. Yep. Very, very much getting used to that. Very interesting yeah. experience. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna be a lot of work. But we're looking, <laughs> we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be beautiful. Beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful at the end of the day. Beautiful. Beautiful. I told you. Remember when I told you that when we announced, people want to sit there and be calling um Baby G the Golden Child, mm-hmm. and you thought I was playing, <laughs> because yeah. people Huge. been camping out on my vagina mm. since high school. <laughs> Um, since they saw that we were, I guess, valid and still here, still together, it was like, okay, well, now it's time for y'all to have a baby. Have have a nice little brown baby because we want y'all to. Um, you can wait, <laughs> and we will do it when we feel like it. Yeah, this baby gonna be spoiled as hell. Oh yeah. Like both of our parents, you know, all both all our parents are gonna be like spoiling this child to death. Yeah. Like times ten. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for. Um, her to get here um, because there's a whole village of love and support. It's just crazy mm-hmm. to think about all the people, all the love that's going to be surrounding us. And we, we're, we're aware that this is not going to be our child, so we have, we have accepted that. I don't that. know about you. This is definitely I'm, my child. I'm just yeah. telling you. Nah. I'm just telling you. Yeah, like, like, 
Let me just, all right, let me just throw this out. <laughs> because, listen, nobody's kissing our baby. <laughs> uh, dirty ass lips. I ain't, I ain't gonna say y'all dirty, but it's a baby. I'm not gonna even be kissing the baby's face like that. I'll kiss the baby feet. Feetses. But I'm not kissing the baby's footses, face. Footses. Okay? Yeah, germs are a Don't thing. Don't do that. Um, I'm not a complete germaphobe, but I have a very, very strong feeling that Drew, as well as I, will be very, very overproductive in that way. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You got any other disclaimers to throw out there? You just want the world to know? Um. Oh, wow. You have a... Oh, you were prepared. Wash your hands. And for real, wash your hands, so... In general, in life. No, wash your hands. If you're trying to touch the our baby. And, and, and no, 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 no. In life, period. No, yeah, you need life, to wash your hands. I've seen a lot of things. When you, when you I've seen a lot baby. of things. You know what was funny? I definitely saw a video on Instagram the other day. I don't remember who it was. It was some celebrity. And it was his child. And she was like, did you wash your hands? And he was like, what? you just came inside the house. Did you wash your hands? Dead ass. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the way my anxiety and my actionness and his... Um, hypochondria, because we already told y'all I set up. <laughs> it ain't gonna be a fun time, y'all. It ain't gonna be a fun time. But yeah, baby G coming to a hospital near you. Mm-hmm. April 2020. 2020, son. Yeah. Alright. Um, but yeah, so back to the episode <clears throat> itself. This is all about questions. All about the questions y'all had. So we're just gonna go through a few of them. Um, and as we've always said, shoot your shot in our inbox, ohmygoodens at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the DMs at ohmygoodens on Instagram. But any questions that you guys have, it can be general questions. It can be, what do you think about this? It could be, this is my life. What's going on? Tell me what I should do. We're going to mm. give y'all a little bit of everything today. Everything, All right? girl. So, first question. Okay. Do you think... Mm-hmm. That true love really exists in this world. Ooh, that's a that's Do a good think? question. Do real love, true real love, true love, exist in this crazy ass world, Bruh. Getting crazy as um, Getting fucking crazier. Um, it depends, though. It depends. It depends on a lot of factors, though. And when I say that, I, when I say factors, I mean like depends on how how much you really know this person, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know their background. You got to ask questions like, um, you know, like do yourself do you see yourself getting married and stuff like that? Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, it's just questions, the important questions like that, like with kids and stuff like that. You got to ask questions like that. Well, no, I agree with that, but yeah, and when it comes to true love, that that right there is like a, a prerequisite of like, you know, getting to know, getting to the like the true love um stage. Because okay. once you get there, then you could go. I like I'm going step by step. Once you pass uh, that agreement, like oh yeah, we both want kids. Yeah, yeah, we both want to get married. Oh yeah. Then it's like it's getting to that still like damn. So you saying this is like, you yeah. saying what you saying is mm-hmm. true love is the destination, not the journey. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Straight gems, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, it sounds like you're saying jam. Like gems, strawberry. Gems. Now it sounds like you're saying gym. I'm okay. slim gym. Oh Jesus Christ! No, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so, what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Cause, like, if you don't have that kind of um, communication where you like, oh, we both want kids, we both want to get married, then it can't be no true love. Because once you like, I right, say, if um, you you get you be with somebody for mad years, mm-hmm. like somebody could somebody outside could be like, yo, that's true love. They've been together, man. But deep down in that relationship, Mm -hmm. you fucking miserable as hell. Wow, yeah. Like, valid. that ain't true love. That's just longevity and and fucking confusion. No, that's complacency is what that is. And that's comfort mm -hmm. um, or being too comfortable. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like is, is another issue that comes up. But, okay, so what I think 
listening to your answer, right? What's what's the actual difference between love and true love? Like, is that is there actually a difference? Like, what what's because everything that you're saying, I, I agree with, but like, what's the actual, what's what's true love? What what like, defines that? True love is as like, opposed to just love. True love is like, and I'll give you it to it raw. Like, true love is raw. Like, yo, I didn't eat all day, but I know my wife need to eat. So basically, like, if it's one chicken in the refrigerator, <laughs> the big piece of chicken, big piece of chicken, big small piece, piece of chicken. chicken, that's hers. Like, but you know how you know that I truly love you because I ain't gonna eat the whole chicken. I'm gonna make sure you got some oh, of the chicken too. You that's, know, that's, so we'll sacrifice. Yo, let me get it's a sandwich that, or something. We don't now. got a sandwich. We just got that one piece of chicken. Yo, extra wonder bread, son. There's literally just that oh, one just piece of chicken. Oh, right, yeah. right. just so in this pati- in this particular example, there's just that one piece of chicken. I yo, like Popeyes chicken, son. Extra I don't even spicy, think it's Popeyes. Yo. I think it's leftovers. Oh, the, oh, let me get the leftover with the wonder bread, son. I just told you, there's no one. Okay, We're so let me get the white bread. Then. We ain't got no bread at all. Now get the crackers. You got crackers, yo. We do. We got Pringles because right. pregnancy. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. So basically sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, we said that the same time. Yeah. Look at that. You be like, you it's gonna rain, mind. then I say rain, and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely not doing this with you today. I told you I'm not doing this. But we did say that at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so you said sacrifice. <laughs> You said sacrifice. So true love, what what signifies true love is, is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Do you, okay, so do you believe in love at first sight then? No. Okay. That's a lie. How you know cool. you love somebody at the first time? See, cool. they could be a serial killer and be like, oh, I love that serial killer. Like, <laughs> what? Valid. That's that's crazy. Valid. Fairy yeah, tales. I, Fairy. Yeah. It's, it's surface level and it might be like, hmm, intrigue at first sight. Mm-hmm. Or hmm, lust at first sight, but like I don't know, love is love is beyond you as a person. You could yeah, and you could say oh because it's a people lie a lot, so people could say yeah it was love at first sight. Now you could say that you because guys been together you, this amount of years. Yeah, you could easily say oh it was love at first sight. I knew this person was gonna be the one. That's yeah. the fucking lie. <laughs> you didn't know you was going to go on a second date with this person. You gonna say you love at first sight? I think people. So. I think when I hear those things, I think people hold on to kind of perceptions that they had at first. They kind of align with what they knew that they wanted, which I get. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh well, I saw her, um, and in her element, I knew that she was like about her business, and she sat at the back of the class, or blah 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 blah, and like I just could tell by her her energy and how she carried herself, how he carried himself. I can get that. But that's still like I feel like love is too packed of a word for you to throw it out without any foundation. Yeah. At all. But like you, you knew that there was a connection at first. Mm -hmm. Connection, yes. Connection, you could do. Vibe, yes. Like energy, absolutely. Uh, Too early to tell. So you do believe that true love exists. You just think that people confuse it with that fairy tale ass Mm -hmm. fantasy shit at the beginning, and they don't realize that it's literally a marathon. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Not a sprint. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um. mm. What scares you the most about love? What scares you the most, period? I mean, fucking roller coasters, but... We're not... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it just says, what scares you the most? I ain't got no context. What scares you the most? Like, think about your fears. We did a whole episode on fears and passions, right? What what scares you the most? Uh, what scares me the most... Uh, if we're talking about love, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Good. Is like not meeting my, not meeting my partner's expectations, or not meeting my expectations for your partner. For my partner, yeah. Mm, elaborate. Like in terms of like, um, being where I want to be in life, mm-hmm. and not necessarily, not necessarily, banking that on my partner's um, like side, like basically saying, oh. My partner's looking at me and he's she's like, oh, I want you to do this by age blank. You know, it's about what I think I should be doing 
mm. by that age because it's not going to be about my it's about my mindset at mm-hmm. that so i don't want my mind playing games on me like oh you should be doing this because mm-hmm. this is basically you know you're throwing away your life if you're still doing this at this age yeah. and stuff like that and then you don't know because your mind is playing games you're like your mind could be like saying like oh she's she's um judging you when she's really not mm. you know like she's she's like talking about you to her family like yo, this, nigga, this nigga still working at a fast food restaurant <laughs> and she could be like yo i love my man like no matter what he's doing i'm gonna back him up mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's that like the mind games and stuff like that that's what is scary like you know so you it, so you being in your own way yeah, me yeah, me being like getting Tyrese in my own said. Way. Like yeah. Tyrese said. Yeah, get yeah. Getting out of your own way and stuff like that and realizing that you have somebody in your corner. So. That's that's hard. That's a I feel like that lesson is a very important one, period. But especially when it comes to relationships or even like friends anything where like I've told you, if you're dealing with a whole nother person on the other side of the table whether it be your friend your mama your spouse or whoever the case may be there's all of these thoughts Mm -hmm. right um and intentions and all those things floating around in our head before we even open our mouths and very easily based on where we are at at the point of our lives what we've experienced so far um basically just everything that can absolutely control how you engage and navigate people even if you really do care about them yep so that's crazy yeah i agree yep yep. that is true i got a follow-up question what's up and then i'm gonna answer the question right so Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about meeting your equal Mm -hmm. do you think that that's more about financial similarity or mindset when you're talking about who, like the other, in a relationship, when someone says, "Oh, well, I need them to be my equal." Oh no, I think nowadays people think of finance finances because honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them to, for thinking about that because shit, living in a fucking one bedroom is expensive as shit. <laughs> so you gonna have to put in on those bills. Yeah, but I don't think that's all that is to it. Like it's about it's about balance. Mm-hmm. You gotta have balance. Like you gotta have okay, the finances come. It's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Bills ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And then you gotta have like um, you you gotta have uh some kind of balance when it comes to like a relationship. There's a relationship balance. Then there's a finance balance. So it sounds like you're saying it has to be both. Like when you it say has to be both, when you so. say. I need you to be my equal. It has to be yeah. It has to be levels. both, like on what financial you see. and mindset. Yeah, you have to be um, knowledgeable in finance and when it comes to not um, when it comes to uh, relationships mm-hmm. and mindset. Like you got to know what you want in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you got to know what you want when it comes to somebody contributing financially. Yeah, you know, in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you get that first off the rip, like the first date. Who pays for what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I split in the bill. Yeah, like you Not pay for the Dutch. tip, I pay for the bill. Like, what's up? Are you, you securing your masculinity enough to let her take half that bill, mm-hmm. or are you setting the tone to be like, nah, like when it comes to this shit, I pay for this, you pay for that, blah blah blah, and we yeah. might split this down the middle, which is fine. It's all a conversation. Again, we're all about mm-hmm. communication. It's all a conversation at first. Um, and and I, it got it, baby. No, no, and I, I think that like when people. Um, but people think like, oh, it's about the, like the finances and stuff like that. Then that's what it all. That's what it's all about. The whole relationship is about finance. Oh yeah, eventually that so becomes your. It's like who makes yeah, what is the it, most though? amount of money exactly, and who's who's buying what, and it's like that's like the nail that that becomes the nail in the coffin. That becomes yeah. the thing that buries you if you allow it to, because you can get stressed out about anything. Money is one of the things that most people are stressed out about. So again, kind of going back to what. Um, Drew was saying before in that previous question, if you're in your own way where you're thinking about it in a very solo um, type of point of view, then you're not going to be able to see the bigger picture and the principle of just managing finances as a group. 
Um, but what was what was what what's your answer though to this question? Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. It has to be both. No, um, I'm saying I'm saying to the uh, oh the scary the initial question. So, like I said, the unknown, and I think um, shit's just getting crazier and crazier. It's just ridiculous. Like everything, and again, there's like this. Um, obviously, we're gonna see all the bad shit in the news and the media. I get that, but the unknown is still the scariest thing to me. And that's in everything. Mm-hmm. Like the only things that I control are the things that I do and how I react to the stimuli around me. That's literally the only thing that I control. Nothing else. And that's just scary. Mm-hmm. That's just hell scary. So like um, the thought of bringing a child into the world just makes you that much more cautious and honestly a little bit that much more scared, but then strong as well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm already enforcing myself in ways, and I've already been very aggressive. I was already aggressive even before, <laughs> but I, I kind of feel myself being more assertive, um, or even more assertive, uh, because I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't have control over anything but me and my actions. So I have to be very, very assertive about those things now. Mm-hmm. But it's still this shit's still scary as fuck. Yeah, just that's hell me scary. too. That's for me too, cause I feel like once his baby comes, once baby G comes, I think like our our sense of like uh, urgency and awareness is gonna heighten mm-hmm. and get like real like it's gonna go to an all time high overdrive in terms of like being really overprotective mm-hmm. about our child and, and very cognizant and very observant. Yeah, like if we if we shout at you like no, what are you doing like? Don't do that. Don't do that with baby G. Like it's it's all out of love. It's not out of frustration. Uh, like we're not trying to, you know, uh, come at you no particular way. It's just we just really over protective. You gotta understand. This is our first child, so you gotta be over you, you are you are literally giving a sermon right now. No, no, I'm just saying. Like that's that's what happens. Yeah. This is something like this happened, and we're like, yo. Life, this is life right now. Yeah, so life created life. That's crazy. We are gonna, at you know, first give us a, give us a couple of months, you know. But you know, we'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, that whole unknown stuff. It's it's that's still that'll always be, and that's a val. I feel like that's most people's fears. Mm-hmm. It's a valid fear. You don't really know, um, and it kind of makes you vulnerable in those ways. Yeah. All right, cool. Ooh. How do you know the right person to vent to when you're having problems in your relationship? Hmm. I mean, you know the right person to vent to when that person uh, can tell you, can basically get on you and shit on you not shit on you like literally shit on you but tell you about yourself but tell you about yourself when it's bad situation mm-hmm. like they're not like you know agreeing a with pass- you they're not gonna pacify yeah you. they're basically saying nah you fucked up like this is not right you know you need to address this this way you know i'm your boy i'm your girl whatever but i feel like this is this is not the way you handle it's not the right way to handle it mm-hmm. so you basically have to tell a person no matter how they're going to feel, you have to let it down on them. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically tell them how you really feel and not sugarcoat anything, you know, for their, you know, their satisfaction. Yeah, I agree. I think it's not a black and white type of situation and you have to be very careful. It's a fine line and not even necessarily because people will um, maliciously hold on to that information or whatever the case may be. But I feel like kind of like reviews, like, you know, when people have um, like customer service experiences or whatever the case may be, word of mouth is a thing Mm -hmm. in customer service. So like if I have a bad experience, I'm more likely to sit there and shout from the rooftops. If I have a good experience, I feel good about it. And then I move on, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and if you're one of those people who, go off every time there's a bad issue and then you go to this one person and all you do is bad, 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 bad mouth. You have to be cognizant of that because you're creating a narrative, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you want to or not. 
Um, so I think that's something to be very cognizant of that you're not just throwing um, negativity um, into the world as that na- narrative when it comes to you having problems in your relationship, but that you're making sure that there's a balance in the stories and, and the things that you're sharing. That's, right. um, that's important. Uh, and if you do choose to have someone that you vent to, um, making sure that they are objective, whoever that person might be. Like if you know that there's that one person, like Drew said, where you say something and they're not just going to pacify you and say, oh, well, it's fine. Like, you'll get over it. No, they're going to be like, you, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was some bullshit. What the fuck were you thinking? Why did you do that? Like, you're being a brat. You're being an asshole. You're being this, this, that, and the third. And they tell you straight up. Yeah. Right? Um, And it wouldn't be an instance of taking sides. Like, if it's going to be someone who's going to take sides... Even innocently, mm-hmm. that's yeah, not the best a... person to vent to. Do not do it. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't matter who it is, whether it's your best friend, your mother, your father. If they're going to take sides, they're not the person that needs to know your business. They do not. Um, yeah. Okay. And just don't let too many cooks in the kitchen. You mm. going fucking loose lips, sink ships, bro. Mm. I like that. You need I like to, the first person that you need to be talking to is your spouse <laughs> or your person in your relationship with. Your motherfucking therapist. Because again... Kind of before we was talking about mental health, people in your circle are not here to be your therapist either. So there's a balance to everything. Everything. Okay, I agree with that. <laughs> what's the next? What's the next question up? Uh, are we at a disadvantage, or do you feel? Do you feel that we're at a disadvantage or an advantage being an anomaly? So being kind of unique in the type of relationship that we have that we've been together for as long as we have that we're high school sweethearts virgins initially blah 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 do you think that that's an advantage or a disadvantage um i think that's an advantage Mm -hmm. it has its advantages like you know like the stuff you said and stuff like the high school sweethearts Mm -hmm. having that uh foundation that grounded foundation where it's like we seen each other grow like yeah basically grow into like grown adults and we seen each other for our flaws and you know our likes and dislikes Mm -hmm. and um like with our families we we met each other families on um countless of occasions Mm -hmm. so it's like we know each other in and out we know each other patterns so it's like we have that advantage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see much dis- disadvantages. What would you say is a con to us being an anomaly? The con is that we can know the fuck out of each other sometimes. <laughs> we know what buttons to push. It's like knowing the. It's like knowing the cheat code to a game. Like you know, Grant the photo. He had that cheat sheet and shit. Like to get a fucking uh, tank and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like we basically know the cheat code to push out, push each other buttons, and what gets under each other's skin and shit like that. That's one of the cons <laughs> that I could think of. You know, because that shit is like crazy. You know, somebody you know for a while could get to that point where like you could be like, boop. They're like, oh, oh, the fuck, oh, fuck you. Fuck. Exactly. Fuck, fuck yellow you. light. Fuck this shit. I'm, fuck I'm yellow going light. out of I'm, I'm pressing the fucking fuck button. I'm pressing the motherfucking button. Don't you press that? I'm pressing the fucking button. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's kind of like, shut up. It's kind of like, um, it's crazy. And it's even crazy to say, like, we, we grew up together. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. Um, and I, I can see... I don't know. I like, I can see from the outside looking in how that would be a disadvantage or people would think about it as a disadvantage because a lot of the times people associate, um, experience and wisdom and all that other shit to years lived or experiences lived. Um, and I think it's, it it depends really a lot of the things when it comes to how you navigate the world depend on who you are as a person, knowing who you are as a person, um, and that kind of being your compass. And I've always pretty much known. 
I've been, I've been very selfish, self-aware and assured of myself. That's one of the things people said. That's what Al said at the wedding. She mm-hmm. continues to say that it's weird that even throughout high school, I knew what the fuck I wanted. So mm-hmm. it wasn't about, oh, well, I need to do this, 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 that, and the third to feel accomplished or feel experienced or feel wise in regard to this specific. Like, I'm like, no, I know what the fuck I want. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going for. Um, I think it's an advantage in the same way that you said, because the only thing that you can count on in life is change that's it Mm -hmm. like there are people who are together for three years seven years 20 years um and in the span of those times because again you're literally dealing and engaging and navigating a whole other human being change will happen individually as Mm -hmm. well as as a unit so the fact that we've gone through so many changes together but then also witnessed those changes in each other Mm-hmm. it kind of teaches you how to navigate like in, in the way that you said kind of like the flip side of that cheat code where it's alright well I know that he deals with stress in this way and I know this because when he had that final mm. or when he was in school or when he had that certification or when he had to take that test a second, like you, you mm-hmm. kind of see these things and you kind of see the growth and the progress when it comes to some of the, the traits that they're working on and you can kind of see again like is this something fundamentally that I see myself sticking with because that's what it's about. Again, yeah. marathon, not sprint. Yeah. Um, con wise, I think the disadvantage becomes that being an anomaly is lonely. Mm. You know, and it's atypical and it's unorthodox. So a lot of the times, the the commentary that we get deals with the fact that oh well do you really know this? And do you really know that? Like the doubts because, or necessarily, not necessarily internal doubts, but outside doubts because this isn't normal, you know? Yeah. And there's not, there's not a lot of things to compare it to. Like people are always very, very shocked, but also very surprised and happy when we say, oh yeah, we've been together since high school. Oh yeah, yeah we've been together since this. Oh yeah, that's, this is my first this and first that and first that. Yeah. And you it's know? like, it's like, not even so that's sugar a con. We're not in sugarcoat. Like, like we had our flaws. Like it wasn't a, a perfect. You know what? I, what like eleven years, right? Nah. Like nobody has a perfect record of anything. Yeah, we fucking children. Yeah, like we've been together since high school. Like you gotta, you gotta go through your mistakes or whatever, mishaps or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not how you begin. It's how you, you know, finish the race. Exactly. So. You could say all of that other stuff, but nobody's perfect. Like we gonna have our flaws and stuff at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but it's about how you handle it. Exactly. You know, when it's when it's presented. So I think it's yeah, you know. not necessarily how you start, but how you maintain and then also how you finish. Yeah. So like if you if you doing a fucking marathon again, because if you're doing a marathon and you realize that you only bought one bottle of fucking Poland Spring, bitch, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna motherfucking make it. You should have been prepared. You should have been prepared for change and um, growth and all of that shit. So, yeah, I would say that that's the con. That's the disadvantages. There's not a lot to relate or compare to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oftentimes it is us figuring this shit out as we go. Yeah. Right? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, next question. Is it a hard no if your parents or close friends don't like your partner? And how do you tackle it? Um, I say yes and no with the hard no. So so it's a soft no? Yeah. Because <laughs> people say, oh, I don't give a fuck. You know, you know, I don't care if my parents don't like him. But it really, it, I think it matters. Oh, it does. Because, you know, like, when you go to family gatherings and, you know, when you have a baby, mm-hmm. you want to have that relationship with the other person's parent. That village is important. Yeah, you don't want to be going, you know, clashing because then it makes it difficult on your end because, like, how do you communicate with them? And you don't want to have to be going through your spouse's or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband to get to the person's parent. Mm-hmm. That's just extra work. Mm-hmm. So basically, just to make it easy on yourself, you want to have that relationship 
you know, a rapport with the parent and, you know, be close to the parent. I mean, y'all don't have to be besties, but y'all could be on the same page. Mm -hmm. But if y'all hate each other, then that's a problem. Exactly. And that's going to make your life hell. So all in this together. So, yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, she said soft no, but I think, yeah, y'all should um, have that rapport. Y'all should be on. um, There has to be some level of understanding. Y'all should have some kind of communication. Yeah. Like it can't be, I think it becomes a hard no if it's like he said, like, oh, I know I, I cannot stand that motherfucker. Oh, well, that's going to be, that's going to be a problem. That's yeah. going to be a very, 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 very difficult thing. Yeah, because, yeah. Go ahead, baby. No, yeah. Because I, I think that, like, when you don't like somebody's parent, you got to realize, like, that's, that's going to be your my, child's grandparents. Not even, not only that, but you're talking about my parent, my father, my mother. That's going to hit me. That depends, though. That me. depends, though. And that's why I said, I, I took it a step further and said, like, even your child, because that's that's whether or not they're necessarily blood to you, they become blood to your child by default. Um, and there's people who don't necessarily have good relationships with their parents. I mean, yeah. That's so true. That's that true. might not even be an issue where it's like, wow. oh, well, I don't really fuck with um, my mother this way or whatever the case may be. So I don't really care if you like her or not, but... I guess we just got to be respectful. You know, like there's people who literally exist in that way, which is fine. So I don't even think it's that big of a deal in regard to that. It really just depends on what's the foundation of the relationship that your spouse has with them. Um, And then taking it from there. If it's like hatred, again, like people make decisions to move however they need to move. If it's like a toxic environment, because again, anybody can get the scissors. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Anybody can get the motherfucking scissors. If it's a toxic environment and your spouse has made a fundamental decision that when it comes to y'all building y'all families, it doesn't include this person, mm-hmm. then that's fine. And you just kind of follow suit. That's right. Because um, people have their reasons. People have gone through their traumas, whatever the case may be. Um, but other than that, there needs to be, again, some common ground, some communication. Like in most cases, there's this sense of entitlement that I see where mm-hmm. people don't necessarily hate the spouse or they don't hate the girlfriend or boyfriend they hate the idea of losing their connection or they have this perceived notion of entitlement that hey this is my son my best friend my cousin my whatever my sister my brother yeah or they could see it as somebody that they would want to be with you know like you're talking about incest no no you're talking about incest no i'm talking about like (laughs) Somebody, cause like, all right, say for example, somebody like, um, somebody mom, mm. like, say your mom or something like that. Say, nah, like you should be dating this guy, like he. Oh, makes living this vicariously. Kind of, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like he he got a good job, he got a good car, you know. Yeah, so again, it's it's, it's, imp- like, it's important to figure out what the foundation of that is. Like, what where is this coming from? Is it just these perceived notions of entitlement? Is it because you have certain expectations that have nothing to do with how I live my life? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. And then take it from there. Yeah. Because what people fail to realize is, okay, like, I was a child when I was a child, but I'm a grown-ass adult now. I ain't going to cuss at you because I got manners, but we're going to have conversations like an adult, though. Mm. So if you feel in this type of way, we're going to talk about your feelings. Yeah, I'm gonna come to you, like the child that you raised, and I'm gonna talk to you about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And either we are gonna get to the bottom of it or not. And if we not, then I'm gonna have to set some boundaries. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like I, you people have to, you have to learn how to be assertive and enforce yourself and, and enforce the fact that you you a goddamn adult. Yeah. Even with the people who are your elders, there's ways to do it without being rude, without being disrespectful. Um. Really, just being straight to the point. Yep. Cool. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next question. Mm. And that is, should a husband defend his wife against his family? And hmm. friends. Let's throw And let's, friends, let's throw yeah. And friends, because friends and family go together. So, you know, friends are family, so <laughs> you see what I did there. I missed it, too. Stay for that. Um... Yeah, should a, f- a husband defend his wife? Let me see, against friends and family. I think that, uh, yes, he should. You don't sound too short there, motherfucker. You sound like you do a little pause. There's a little hesitation. <laughs> Someone, I, I ain't saying nothing. 
Exactly. No. You ain't say nothing. I think he should. Why? Because, first of all, he going to have to hear it when everybody leaves. <laughs> That's what usually happens. Well, fuck, you ain't defend me, nigga. You ain't shit. I'm leaving. Fuck you. <laughs> Who the fuck sounds like that? Why is that always your voice? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. But you should always defend your wife no matter what. No matter if she's wrong, right, indifference, you should defend your wife because happy wife, happy house, happy life, Doesn't happy have- spouse. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Um, yeah, so. I am entirely, <laughs> entirely through and done with you. So, you should, de- no, for real, you should defend your wife because that's your union. That's your that like that's all you got mm-hmm. you know besides you know if you decide to have kids that's your that's your family that's, that's the family you. that you created yeah. yeah that's your representative that's your you know Nick, did you just say representative not representative press zero <laughs> Stop. yeah wait for if you said it you know you know Jeez. talk to my wife yeah she had to tell you about it yeah i'm not doing this with you but yeah that's your life that's that's what that's what it's all about. That's life. Like mm-hmm. you, you find somebody you love, get married, have Why kids. Why you keep doing that? Everybody don't get married, bro. Not you don't have to get married. So Fine. stop stop you saying have that. Kids, then. You have a family, you have a union. There we go. Say union. This union union is good. You have a union mm-hmm. and you bank off that and you live life off of that. And yeah, yeah, thrive and yeah, you know, create memories. I'm over you. And yeah, live. You sound like a goddamn Hallmark Park. <laughs> Let me know when you finish. <laughs> but that's what it's about. But at the end of the day, you should defend your wife at all means. You know, even if she's wrong, be like, baby, you know, that was wrong. But listen, come on. Don't do that next time. Because you're costing me money. You an idiot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I agree that. And this is bacon based on the the sense of entitlement that I said from before, where a lot of the times when it comes to the dynamics and families, you have to navigate and know what these senses of obligation and entitlement are. And that kind of helps you navigate those relationships. Mm -hmm. But again, everybody's a fucking adult. Like when I hear defend, are we talking about a disagreement? Are we talking about just having a general conversation where, like, for instance, you don't see eye to eye with my father or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's not about defending in that moment. It's about us having a conversation like fucking adults, because we're all adults in this conversation. Or is it something where, like, you you are verbally attacking my husband? I don't give a fuck what he said, or I don't care. Then that's completely different. I feel like mm-hmm. there's levels yeah, yeah, to that's it. True. I don't think it's an always thing, because, again... I'm not necessarily of the thought process that it's just going to be, hey, well, I'm always going to do this. No, we're all adults. I'm not pacifying nobody. You can be wrong. You can be wrong. We can all be wrong. What's the foundation of this? What's the resolution? And does that mean we just not going to fucking come over here no more? And that's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine with me. But mm. that's not even I don't I don't think it's as black and white as defending. It's about, well, now support. Absolutely. Yeah. Am I going to support my husband? Absolutely, because at, when it comes to the family that I grew up in and the family that I'm creating, the family that I'm creating is priority. So that means if we have to have a conversation outside of whatever the dissent was, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. We're not going to do that at that place. We're going to do it at home. Right. right. You know, um, but defending versus support. I don't like to defend. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. I would say support. Yeah, support valid. is a good, good example. I would say, I would say, I would say, what's the support? All right. Okay. We're on the same page with that. Um, Next question. The next question is. How do you navigate gender roles? Oh, oh, this is good. This is good because baby G coming. It's not about, there's a whole lot of pink shit. All right. Um, Look, look, look. That's the thing. Good. I'm cool with. With most of the shit being pink, I'm cool with that. I'm not. I hate that color. I don't. I'm. I'm. Fuck. I'm being. I'm literally being painted into a corner, y'all. Painted into a motherfucking corner. The only time that you get to kind of dabble in 
other colors of the rainbow is after the I say what three month six month phase that's when they try to navigate in other ways but in most cases what you'll get when you shopping is white you'll get gray um and then you'll get shades of blue and shades of pink there's nothing else there's no in between and even sitting there and trying to what is it what's what i'm looking for um rage against the machine and say no i ain't gonna buy no pink so then i'm just gonna buy blue and, and is that like this there's really there's still two sides of the same fucking coin so stupid <laughs> fucking baby industry but continue how do we navigate gender roles uh, in our relationship because toxic masculinity toxic well, femininity is we, a thing when it comes to like chores and stuff that we got to do around our house mm-hmm. we kind of um we kind of have this thing where we're like, okay, we're cooking. Like, mm-hmm. if I cook today, you cook uh, the following day or the day after tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how we go about things. Like, if you mm-hmm. do something, then I'll do it the next time. Like, mm-hmm. we basically just take turns. It's never like one person doing everything all the time and stuff like that. And that's how we go about stuff. Like, like people I mean, say, you always take out the trash, though. I mean that's different because I like <laughs> I like moving around and stuff like that. You know, I don't mind doing it. So I'll do it. You know, or the laundry. That's something that I like doing. I never thought I would like doing laundry ever. At all. Um, yeah. Know, sometimes I'll say, "Nah, you don't have to come with me," or you know, I'll just be like, "Nah, you know, just stay home." Mm-hmm. And shit like that. I'll do the laundry, whatever. You fold the clothes. Exactly. It's compromise. It's balance. It. I, for for us, I one of the things that I like and one of the things that's really important to me, um, and it's not even necessarily because oh I'm not a girly girl. No, it's not even that. It's just when you enforce certain like, I guess restrictive or very limited um, thought process of what a woman or a wife or a husband or a man is supposed to be that restricts you mm-hmm. um, because you literally can only walk in this fine line. And it's like, no, we can both, if we're both physically capable of doing those things, then we should both do those things and make sure that there's compromise. Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, well he come home. He need to have a cooked meal. Um, I was at work and he got home first today. So that means he's going to cook today. And that means I'm cooking tomorrow or I'm cooking the next time these leftovers is done. You know, like it's not, oh, well, you have to do this because you're a woman or you have to do this because you're a man. We're fluid. Like we both need to know how to do things, even in so far as baby G. Mm-hmm. He going to know how to do some motherfucking hair. He was like, I want to. I was like, great. <laughs> you can help me with my wash day this week mm-hmm. because you going to know how to do hair. It's not about it just being a woman thing where I need to know how to do her hair because that's no. <laughs> we both need to know how to do things so that when push comes to shove and shit comes and bubbles to the surface, if I'm the only one in the house, I need to be able to handle that shit mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like, I don't believe in restricting yep. yourselves based on things that are just, this is, has, has to be man, this has to be one, it has to be more fluid. Now, obviously, it's also very important for you to take note and be cognizant of the aspects of your spouse that do just naturally lend themselves to their masculinity or their femininity. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to pay attention to those things. Like, even though I don't necessarily need Drew to put together this motherfucking coffee table, or even though I don't need him to help me do this, like I might ask him, you know, I might stroke a little bit, not stroking that way, (laughs) right. A little bit. Okay. So that, Uh, there's, there's still this um, security in his ability to be a man in other ways and vice versa, right? Yeah. That's important, being cognizant of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like me being a, a lady. Sometimes my femininity gets the best of me and he's like, no, you look gorgeous today. You look beautiful today. And that's nice, mm-hmm. you know? And I tell him that too. Yeah. So it's like being cognizant of the foundational stuff that, that, that are necessary when it comes to that being your lady or that being your man, but not letting those things restrict you. I agree with that. I agree with that. That was, yeah. that, was that was deep though. That was deep? Yeah. That was deep.
So the next question is, why do you wait so long to have a baby? Damn, y'all. Now. Wow. Again, listen, off, listen, listen. Off of my we're ovaries, not, We're not going to... We're off. not going to... Um, Follow everybody's footsteps. God, that's how you get fucked up. That's how, that's how you fuck yourself up in that sprint. Because you sit there and with this whole digital media age, compare yourself and your milestones and your time frames to someone else. Just stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing it, girl. Just, just stop it. Just stop it. You fuck yourself up when you compare your life to other people's lives because not only are they not you... They ain't got the same deck you got mm-hmm. for a motherfucking reason. That's and whatever true. you decide to do for your life in terms of what's best for your life, that is your motherfucking prerogative. That's it. All right. That's it. Like, you know, we like, like when people, when it comes to like marriage, people's like, oh, why you wait so long to get married? Th- Without they- knowing the, like the initial stuff, like, oh, they were in high school. They had to get to know each other. You have they to had live to with grow somebody. Roll the fuck up. Yeah, you have to live with somebody. She went to school for four years mm-hmm. away. Like I was in the city, so Maybe that three was... and a half. But you know, yeah. Oh, shut up! <laughs> but you know, we had to get to know each other on a on a you know on a real adult a real level. fucking level. So we had to move in with each other. We had to live with each other first. Mm-hmm. You don't just get married. Out of the blue, like some oh. people do, and it works for them, and that's fine. I mean, Again, hey, great. That works for you. Everybody has their own, yeah. Everybody has their own way. That works for going you. Going about things, but we we knew what we wanted to do. That and that's that, all that matters. That boils so. down to what we were saying before, and I don't remember which question it was. Where what where it was that that whole anomaly thing. Mm-hmm. Like these, this is a part of the anomaly equation that I actually appreciate. Is we knew what the fuck we wanted. We knew and envisioned how we wanted it to happen regardless of whatever time frame everyone else had for themselves as well as us because there was a lot of time frames that other people felt that they were obligated to because they also watched us um and they kind of went through it with us nah this ain't got nothing to do with you but thank you mm-hmm. you know um and that was the part of it where it was like bro like we got this don't yeah. worry about it stay tuned if that's so what you want to do that's but- why yeah i was like fuck that this our life. Exactly. This our life. Exactly. Not your life. This and we know what life. we want it to look like. We know the steps to take to make it a good transition for us. Because that was, was was really important as well. When it came to um, having baby G, for me, what was really important was me figuring out my own shit before I bring a child into this world. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, and as long as my insides was doing what they were supposed to do and working in the way that they were supposed to be working, because I was getting my exams and I was good to go and I was settled and I had my IUD, I was solid. I wasn't going to rush bringing a child into the world because too many people do that. Rush mm-hmm. bringing a child into the world and no one's ever prepared for parenthood fundamentally. Like financially you can be prepared, but mentally it's a whole Different fucking ball game, right? So you can't mentally prepare yourself, but you can become be- a better version of yourself. And, and I, I feel owe like, that to myself. and I feel like when you have that, you know, you you have that preparedness, mm-hmm. and you're like, and and not all instances instances where it's like, uh, you know, somebody have a baby out of woodlock and mm-hmm. not be happy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of parents who have baby out of woodlock. And they're the most happy parents exactly. that you ever see. But none of that I'm matters. I'm saying, yeah. Like in our experience, when you have a baby and it's it's a, like a planned baby at that, that's it. it it's like a, a, a I don't understand. It's like a um a good experience for like us. going yeah going along the journey of like doing like uh, shopping and you know. Picking out, looking at the clothes, whether it's a boy or girl. It's like that. You get that experience and you get that happiness of like, yo, like we're bringing a child into the world. And it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not like we didn't plan for this child. We we wanted this child. Exactly. So it's a different. It's a difference. You know? I think it, 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 it's another thing that depends. And I think for here, like what's most significant is all of this that is subjective 
Um, people have their general timelines of, okay, well, you're supposed to be married by this time. You're supposed to have a kid by this time, or you should have a kid first so that you're not too old and blah, 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 blah. And there's like a whole taboo conversation about that. But for us, what made sense for us, how we envisioned it was this way. Um, and that's why it was significant for us to go about it in this way. And like I said, preparing ourselves mentally so that when it comes to going through the journey, we were our best selves or mm -hmm. the most recent best versions of ourselves because we were going to be going through some fucking shit when baby G comes, right? As any new parents are. So like it was important for us to both look internally, look at the fuck, look in the mirror and say, okay, well, what, what traumas am I working through? Like, what are my coping mechanisms? How do I deal with stress? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with stress as a unit? Yeah, that's where are we financially? Where are we mentally? That's something we had to, um, really, you know, like all of that really shit was tackling, important. And like, you know. I'm, I'm over analytical as, as is. So it was very important. This is not something that you can just like, and this is much as I say, again, people don't necessarily all plan for marriage, but when you sit there and you say, okay, um, I don't want to be married to you no more. There's an escape route for that. Right. Mm hmm. Ain't no escape route for children once you have them. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, granted, you can just drop them off at your grandma's house and just never be a parent. But there's no actual escape route. Like you brought that child into the world. There's a whole human engaging with the world based on what they saw, what they got from you, what your reactions were to them. And that shit was really important for me. So I wasn't going to do so lightly. Mm -hmm. So that's the answer, y'all. That's why we waited so that's fucking it. long. That's why. Yeah. Because it was necessary for us. Yep. Okay. What's the next question, Booba? Um, next question is... Mm, this is a good New Year's question. Okay. What stressed you out the most this year? And what are you doing to, redu to reduce that stress in the, in the new year? Okay. So we're talking about two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not this year. Last so. year. <laughs> What stressed me out last year? The most. The um, most. I think it had to be... I think it had to be, like, um, my job. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get into details, but uh, it was just my job. It was just a whole bunch of uh, bullshit that I was dealing with. Um but it was now, like it was your first office experience, kind of too, right? No, no. The the last job. No, it wasn't. Oh no, no, office. no! Well, like, cause your internship. No, it was my first job, like official job yeah, in my field. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, but that you know, it was just a whole bunch of um, you know, a whole bunch of bullshit, but. You know, now that I got this new job, I you know I'm I'm truly happy. Good baby. And I'm in a better Say place. It. I'm in a better place mentally, now. Mentally, financially, financially, spiritually. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm in a better place, mm -hmm. and I think that the thing that was bringing me down with that with the old job was was mentally. Mm -hmm. It was the mental part that was um taking a toll on me because mm -hmm. I feel like that affected how I felt physically. Yeah. Oh, yes. And yes. then it would go back and forth. Like, I would be, like, mad about my job mentally. I wouldn't do stuff physically. And then we'll go back to mentally. Oh, yeah. So. I read this quote where it was like, your body pays attention to your mind. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you might not realize it, but the exhaustion levels and just the overall low feeling that you might feel physically is because your body is paying attention to mentally what's going on, whether or not you're actually consciously giving it time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's what that's what I was like, you know, stressed about and, you know, unhappy about. How do you plan to reduce that? Well, obviously you got a new job, mm -hmm. so there's that. But in the event that whatever contributed to the stress from the last job pops up in this new job. Well, that how do you, I know how, do you... how to handle it because mm -hmm. as I was at the old job, gradually I started to understand and through like con conversations with you 
mm-hmm. and you know my father and stuff like that I got to realize like you can't control that part of it but you can control your actions and how you go about handling the situation yeah. as an adult and as a professional in the field so that's that's something that I carried on to this job yeah and that I will always do you know in my continuing of the uh, profession mm-hmm. so you know I'll just handle it how I handle it at the old job and mm-hmm. realize that I can't control everything yeah, but I can only control, thing you control myself is yourself so. and your reactions yeah that's how I'll go about it yep what about you you um I would say well your, that last line that you said is kind of relating to what I was saying because for me it's we kind of talked about that entitlement and people having this false sense of obligation to you mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason and in most instances it's not malicious it's just people get used to you mm-hmm. in the in the manner in which they've engaged with you and, and interact with you and that's like that anomaly thing where it's like if you've grown enough with that person then there's not just one version of them that you're used to right you've seen them phase out and kind of grow and change um so for me what stressed me out the most was kind of and that's why i had like therapy this year it was just really enlightening Mm -hmm. to really think about how i give my energy to people and how i allow my energy to be affected by people Mm -hmm. because i'm a pisces i am an empath i i sponge and I've said this before, pieces. Um, so it's very easy for me to give weight to those false senses of obligations without asserting myself to say, hey, I am responsible for your interpretation or um, the, representative, the representation of m- me in your mind. I'm only responsible for myself, what mm-hmm. I bring to the table, what the energy is that I'm bringing and what I allow and what I don't allow. That's true. Right. And that's across the board. That that was with family. That was with friends. That mm-hmm. was with work. It was really just enforcing myself again, being more assertive in those ways to say, hey, so this is where I'm at. This is where I'm trying to be. This is what it's going to look like for me to get there. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? And just sticking to it. That's true. That's and not 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 taking no for an answer. Um, from other people and not feeling obligated to someone else's feelings because sometimes people just gonna get their feelings hurt that's true people gotta get their feelings hurt sometimes and that's just what it is yep it is what it is I hate that phrase though it is what it is I really do hate that phrase yes yeah um there's a lot of questions y'all there's still a lot more so what we'll do is um we've been waiting for y'all to give us questions so that we can kind of integrate um some type of q a situation to most episodes now we have a good valid amount of them um so from here on out we will be throwing at least one question or two um in the episodes so make sure that you shoot some shit in our inbox let us know and again it can be general questions a lot of the ones from today were really general questions yeah i ain't get too personal which is fine um but feel free to get personal submit them anonymously let us know what you're thinking um and again if you ain't got nobody to vent to like we said we're gonna be objective you can throw it to us anonymously you know and we can just kind of give you our take on it um, and hopefully help help you navigate a little bit with, with the experience that we got, I guess. Um, but yeah, shoot that shit, ohmygoodness at gmail.com or hit those DMs at ohmygoodness on Instagram so that we can keep giving y'all this Q&A 21 questions type shit from here on out. Hope you enjoyed this episode. All right? Yeah. Now, like we always do, at this time, we're going to yes. close shit out with our you heards. I so, what heard. is your you heard?
My, For this week, baby. My You Heard is a song that I love and my baby love. Mm-hmm. She's one of um, my favorite singers. Yeah, this is one of my You Heard's. It's called I Dedicate by Brandy. And Drake also them. sampled this on his songs like he always do. But it's all right. Because yeah. it be, it'd be fire. So. It's all right. It's all right. But this is my, my You Heard. For this episode. All right. What y'all know about that? First of all, Ooh. let us know how many of y'all only knew about that because he sampled it. Yeah, a lot of people. Because if that's the case, then what what were you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. What were you doing? She's jumping like a motherfucking gymnast right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you ain't up on Brandy. Was she, her range, bro? Her mm-hmm. range. Respect it. Mm. Respect it. Have you heard her riffs and her runs? Put some respect on her name. Put some respect on her motherfucking no vocal cords. Period. I ain't gonna say it no more. I can't. Put some respect on her motherfucking vocal cords is what no I'm gonna say. Alright? The fuck. Um, yeah. One of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. But my favorite all-time Who's favorite? artist. Who's your favorite? Mary J. What you mean? Oh. What you mean? You supposed to know this, man? Okay. Um, so my you heard for this week is actually my favorite song from Mary J. Blige. All that I can say. Okay, stop. All right. Because I can keep listening that's my to that shit, too. Really honest with you. That's, that's what y'all know about that. All, they don't know shit about that. Except, yeah. Y'all know the regular Mary. That, and that was, that, that was like, that, listen. Y'all know real love and everything and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, great. That's nice. Those I, are good songs. Those are great, too. I bet those people are download this after this. They better. Um, this song... If you've ever seen the video, the video is just so... It's relaxing. It's so serene. It's just... It relaxes you. The song is just... makes you feel like you're in the air, like, floating on the clouds. Gravitating and shit. shit. You know, not thinking about life or your bills. (laughs) Fucking floating on the cloud. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Life is great. Yeah. Yeah. Despite what you've gone through and shit like that. Check you out. Get the... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, pass the Drew. <laughs> Give the I don't. You didn't have to pass do that. Pass the plate now. Okay, we're not. <laughs> I'm done. All right, y'all. Um, that brings Yo, us to the. That word. absolutely brings us to the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like we said, hope you enjoyed this first twenty-one yeah, questions um, version real. of um, the podcast. Keep them coming. We will throw them episodes from here on out. All right. But until next time. We will see see y'all when we see y'all. Peace!